0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you might be listening to this. This is the politically incorrect news. And to be honest, I was going to take a couple more days off before I did anything. But I stumbled across something this morning online. And it needs to be addressed. What I stumbled across is an article, and the title is what caught my attention. This article is on bookings.edu, which is an education site, and I use that term very loosely. The title says, How to Respond to the QAnon Threat. QAnon threat. You know, the only ones that should be threatened by QAnon are not the people. It's not the public. The only people that should be threatened by QAnon is the deep state, the pedophilia ring child sex traffickers, and the media. They're the only ones that have anything to worry about from QAnon. So this article already is misleading. But we're going to read this. I read a little bit of it myself, and then I decided I'll go ahead and do a podcast. So, it reads, On Wednesday, January 6, 2020, a mob of conspiracy theorists left their online world and appeared in person in Washington, D.C. to take part in a violent insurrection. That first sentence is already a big-ass fucking lie. Encouraged by the then-President Trump, who, they believed, was there, uh, was to lead their revolution, QAnon conspiracy theorists, along with their far-right elements, were at the violent vanguard. Many of these who stormed the Capitol appeared to believe that they were bringing about quote, the storm, unquote. A day of reckoning for the members of an alleged satanic cabal who, quote, stole, unquote, the election from the messianic leader, according to Q Mythology. Um, Now, let me stop right there. Being that I am a QAnon follower, I keep up with Q's posts. He has never called for violence, or they have never called for violence. We have never been encouraged to go to the Capitol. Um, The storm was what was to come, not what we were to bring. And it says, trust the plan. Us QAnon, we're not supposed to get involved. We were supposed to just watch, wait, listen, and enjoy the show. So you sons of bitches that are at this Bookings.edu are spreading misinformation yourselves. But I'll keep reading, because this has got me hot today. The role of of QAnon supporters in the riot should have come as no surprise. QAnon messages have reached Trump who has amplified them in turn as documented by December report by the Network Contagion Research Institute NCRI, whatever, and American University. The movement's violent nature and susceptibility of individuals to the conspiracy theory has made QAnon a significant threat to democracy. Federal authorities have begun or are beginning to recognize that threat. And in 2019, the FBI named QAnon as a domestic terrorist threat. At her recent confirmation hearing, Avril Haines... President Joe Biden's pick to lead the US intelligence commented to producing or committed to producing a public assessment of the threat posted by QAnon. Jesus Christ. See this is what happens when you have a group of people that get together who start unraveling the secrets and the deep state and threatening their very existence by exposing them to the world, they panic and they start targeting you. See, these things are exactly how dictatorships, communist dictatorships come into power they will eliminate any threat to their dictatorship rule. Moving on. The violence of January 6 made clear that the health of online communities and the spread of disinformation represents a major US threat to democracy. And as the Biden administration takes office, At this time, the policymakers to consider how to make more active approach approach to counter disinformation and form a public-private partnership aimed at identifying and countering disinformation that poses a risk to society. The QAnon threat. Successful conspiracy movements are motivated by a sense of existential, or ex, yeah, existential threat. QAnon has been remarkably effective at creating such a threat. In part, by gamifying the hunt for clues to solve the mysteries within the Q conspiracy theories. Using code words on social media, members transmit and expand on elaborate stories of good and evil, providing psychological rewards for solving mysteries hidden within the clues. uh, QAnon's scope, popularity, and speed at which it has spread across the web is unprecedented in the history of conspiracy theories. As the NCRI as the as of NCRIs December assessment it was active in at least 71 countries as documented in a June NCRI report the movement increasingly overlaps the US militia groups and the Q and Q adherents are growing, increasingly militarized. The Q community provides its members with a seductive combination, a fight against existential threats, a strong sense of belonging for those in the community, and the understanding that any of, uh, uh, of its members can make meaningful contributions to what it's seen, what is seen as a righteous crusade. These factors provide an attractive lure to potential believers. An unshakable distrust of mainstream media and quote the elites unquote facilitates belief in the increasingly fanatical mythology of the movement, while motivating and justifying the in-group, out-group dynamic responsible for ruined friendships, alienated families, and broke community bonds left in QAnon's wake. See, that right there is a HUGE Huge disinformation. Because anybody that I've ever spoke to about QAnon, we all have the same belief. We have a belief that we as a country should be together, we should come together, no matter who you are, to fight against the mainstream media's misinformation like this, the elites that keep us down and prevent us from accomplishing what this country should be accomplishing and getting rid of pedophilia and sex traffic rings how is that how is that threatening to communities Hell, I introduced my parents to QAnon, and guess what? They're QAnon followers now, too. So how is it breaking up families and communities? See, this is the bullshit that they try to put out, and this will get to somebody before the QAnon information, most likely, and they will no longer trust the QAnon movement. This is, this is misinformation. This is. Financial incentives provide further fuel to the movement. Spreading disinformation can be easy, uh, be an, can be an easy way to make money. With relatively little overhead. Products that range from merchandise to supplements are being sold alongside conspiracy theories. And the lifestyle influencers are making the theory that is lucrative for those who want to capitalize on. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to read any more of that part. So that makes no sense. I'm going to move on to the second part. An active approach towards disinformation. Combating disinformation is possible using data-driven methods and responsive reporting. Because disinformation crosses platforms and transcends political boundaries, doing so effectively requires a nonpartisan public-private partnership. As the Biden administration takes office, developing such partnership will be essential. In particular, we recommend the following. An independent nonpartisan public trust, nonpartisan public trust should be established to provide responsive insight or insights to policy recommendations to defend democracies against threats of disinformation, and elaborate, f- Ill, 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 illiberate, whatever, uh, forces at work disseminating it, or disseminating it, yeah, dis yeah, whatever, such a center of disinformation defense, could play a vital role both in identifying emergence, emerging trends and methods of sharing disinformation, thereby protecting the health of our public conversation. The proliferation of misinformation and disinformation in contingent on people's inability to distinguish fact from fiction in a rapidly changing information environment. Or the CDD can support data-driven initiatives to improve digital media literacy. So in other words, I'm just going to stop there because it's got a whole bunch of other bullshit information. So, in other words, they're threatened by a movement that gives information, which they call disinformation because it's not them giving out the disinformation then it can't be trusted and the people can't be trusted to know the difference between the correct information and the wrong information or aka the information that they want you to hear and the truth So they're going to make a effort to try to make a combat against, quote, disinformation, which is censorship, which once again is our First Amendment right being attacked because they shouldn't be censoring any of this. All QAnon has done, ever, is give her information. He's never called for violence. He's never called for us to take up arms. He's never called for us to start riots. He's never called for us to hurt individuals. The whole QAnon movement was based on giving information to the people so that if and when, because it was supposed to happen, when these things took place with the, um, the elites and the big tech and the media people starting to get arrested in massive numbers then those of us who were QAnon followers would know what was going on rather than be in a panic like the rest of the world. That's all it ever was. That's all it was ever supposed to be, was information to keep you from panicking when those things started happening. It was to give words of encouragement to the people so that we wouldn't be worried when massive amounts of politicians and elites started getting arrested. But I guess because there was a couple of Like in every situation, a couple of people that were a little bit crazy got involved with the QAnon, and they decided to do whatever violent things. Then that automatically makes the whole movement violent, right? Funny how they'll do that For a QAnon, which was always supposed to be peaceful, but when you call Black Lives Matter... Sorry about that. But when you call Black Lives Matter a violent organization, you're the bad guy. Or when you call Antifa a domestic terrorist group, you're the bad guy. But it's okay to call all QAnon, the whole QAnon movement, an inherently violent and domestic terrorist group. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I've been talking about this is what I was worried about when the Biden administration got in. This is the shit that I knew was fixing to happen. And here it is. So no, QAnon was not a violent movement. But I'll tell you what's going to be. The revolution. These attacks keep coming across and they keep attacking our amendments and our rights as people. We will rise up. We will. And it is our responsibility to do so. For you to attack our First Amendment rights, for you to attack our Second Amendment rights. For you to go against the constitution, which you swore an oath to uphold. You are forcing the people to have to stand up, forcibly remove you out of office and take the country back and establish new government. According to our Constitution, we are required to do so. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time that we stop listening to the media. Stop listening to the news. Stop letting them tell us what to think started using our own brains and start paying real close attention to what's going on around us. Because they're going to try to take your rights. They are going to try to take your rights. This is turning into a communist nation slowly but surely driven by China and its money is paying for all of these politicians to turn on the United States and take it out and turn it into a new communist dictatorship the last bastion of freedom in the world has been bought and paid for by communist dictatorships. Our politicians in the, in the House, in the Senate, and in the White House have all been bought and by another country's leadership, whether it be China, Russia, whatever. They've all been bought out. We can no longer trust them. Honestly, I wouldn't be a bit surprised If on July 4th this year, we had a new revolution, that's all I got for you today. So as always, stay safe, keep your family safe. Pray, and God bless America.